Welcome to Adventures Reads. Today's adventure is written by Ikuba and read by Lydia Forsen. The woman who married six and a half men. Chapter 5. Love brewed in an African pot. Yao Bing was the one man that I loved with the whole of my being. There were times that I was tempted to feel that he was the only man I would ever love in that way. But you know what I always tell you? Never give a man the whole of your being to the extent that you stop having hope in life when he leaves you. You must always be strong enough to move on when a relationship is not working out. And as we say in our language, To wit, if you are afraid of getting a divorce, then you will never get a good marriage. Yao Obeng. There was a time that just the thought of him would make me tingle all over. The first time I saw him was just before he set up his store in our village. Although he was born in our village, he moved away to Kumasi when he was about 19 years and basically just engaged in trade. By the time he moved back to our village, he was almost 30 years and had just turned 18. One day, I was walking on my way to the stream. I like to go to the stream each sunset. I would sit on some rocks by the stream and watch the bright yellow sky turn red. Usually, by sunset, I would have performed all my chores. The evening meal would have been cooked and served, and if he had gone to work on the farm that day, we would have returned. No one went to the stream in the evening, so without people fetching water and children playing and bathing in it, it was very quiet. I would sit on the rocks, gaze into the sky, and think about my life, about what man I wanted to marry, how many children I hoped I would have, and so on. On that day, as I was on my way, I saw him and two of his friends. They were setting up the kiosk that would later become Yao Obing's store, the biggest store in our village. Yao's store would sell everything from imported canned foods to slaves for the school children to write on. It would later on be said that if you wanted something and you didn't get it in Yao Bing's store, then it couldn't be bought at all. My God, but what a handsome man that Yao was. He was tall, broad-chested, with the shiniest, darkest ebony skin you could have ever seen. And what I loved most about him were his eyes. They were so large and expressive. As I walked by, Yao looked away from the piece of wood that he was holding up whilst his friend hammered the other end. Good evening. I greeted them politely but aloofly. <laughs> That's how I used to act when I saw a man I liked though. I would suddenly act all reserved, as if I wasn't into him. Meanwhile, I was checking him out, Papa. Yao be there. Good evening, someone's betrothed. He responded with a naughty twinkle in those lovely eyes of his. How flirtatious. That was when I should have realized that Yao was quite the ladies' man. You see, by calling me someone's betrothed, Yao had presented me with only two options. I could pretend that I was betrothed to someone, although I wasn't, but if word got out that I did this, I would be the subject of ridicule for a while. People would say, how desperate could she be for a lover that she's going around pretending to be taken? Or, I could tell him that I wasn't taken 
and that would more or less be an open invitation for him to pursue me. I had no choice and decided to take the second route. I'm not obedient, I told him, suddenly feeling very shy. Yao threw his head back and laughed heartily. Then in that case, I'm going to pursue you because I haven't seen any damsel in this village as beautiful as you, he said. My heart skipped a beat. Yao was still laughing as he reached into a huge sack behind him and pulled out a bar of Cadbury's chocolate with its purple and brown encasing. A lovely treat for a beautiful woman, he said as he handed me the bar of chocolate. I grinned from ear to ear, hurriedly thanked him and rushed to the stream where I bit into the soft, delicious chocolate, savoring its taste. It was really hard for a young girl like me to come by a whole bar of chocolate because they were so expensive. I reserved the rest to share with the children in my house. And that was the beginning of our romance. Ya pursued me with the same single-minded dedication that had made him a successful businessman. He came to my puberty rite ceremony and gave me five shillings, which was a huge amount of money in our village. I couldn't help but notice how during the ceremony, he gazed up and down my body with such intense desire, focusing on my exposed blooming breasts, all the while with a mysterious smile playing on his lips. So, I was not surprised when he and his uncle showed up at my house one day with a bottle of schnapps to come and tell my father that he wanted to respectfully ask for a chance to walk with his daughter and observe her. That was the culture in my village. I guess today it's the same way as those men who've been visiting you in this house, eh? <laughs> oh, you think I don't observe them when they come here, eh? I know that they are crazy about my granddaughter. <laughs> Anyways, like I said, the culture in my village was that if a man saw you and liked you, the respectful thing for him to do was for him to come and ask for permission to walk with you. I guess it's like what you people call girlfriend and boyfriend. A man was supposed to respectfully ask for permission to court a woman rather than just whistling at her and trying to chat her up in secret places. If your father agreed to the courtship, then the rest of the deal was up to you. Once you'd done your puberty rights, you could have sexual intercourse with a man who would ask to court you and even get pregnant and no one would really care. In fact, if a pregnancy occurred, it would be considered very good news indeed. The father would come to perform the naming ceremony and accept the child as his own. But in my case, my father was very, very strict. Strict and religious. So I was terrified to do anything with Yao, although I wanted to. And it was very hard. You know when you're a young woman, it's like your body is always on fire. Especially when you're in love. And it was becoming more and more difficult for me and Yao not to be physically intimate. Because he was a wealthy young man, he had his own house, and even where it was located made the situation even more tempting. It was almost on the outskirts of town and located at a very obscure side of our village, so no one would see me if I entered his house. So one day, I made up my mind that at sunset, the usual time I went to sit by the stream, I was going to go to Yao's house. Hello. Thank you for tuning in. We 
hope you enjoyed today's adventure. Do not forget to share, follow us on social media and let us know what you think. We look forward to going on the next adventure with you.